Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to a Chicago Sports Nation production. Enhancing your Chicago sports fan experience. Well, come on. Baby, don't you want to go? Well, come on. Baby, don't you want to go? Back to the same old place. Sweet home, Chicago. All right, we are live. This is Bears Nation podcast back at you with your host, Kevin Lapka and Chris Nano. We're talking some preview versus the Washington Redskins. Bears have a Monday night matchup. We're recording this on Saturday. Uh, Chris, how are we doing, buddy? I'm good, my man. Um, you know, like we always say on this show, just, you know, happy and back to talk about Bears football. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, another primetime game. So another opportunity to show out on national television. And it's certainly going to be one that is necessary, right? I mean, we still got the haters pouring it on about the offense. So being there on Monday night is really cool that everyone in you know the nation and around the world can see who this team really is. So I guess we'll start it off like that. What are your expectations? First of all, we'll start with the offense and we'll start with Mitchell Trubisky in the running game. What are your expectations versus this Washington team that is is below average? Their defense is not great, and this is a definitely should be a win for the Bears. But starting on the offensive side of the ball, what do you expect? Yeah, um, you know, like you said, the the Redskins are are a pretty below average team. I I'd say, um, you know, and defensively, I feel like they're they're probably a little bit better than they are offensively. Um, but they're still not fantastic defensively. They don't do anything, you know, complex. Um, so, you know, I, I really I think this has to be the game where the offense takes off. Um, this has to be the game where Mitch Trubisky finally comes out and says, all right, I'm the guy, I'm the man, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to show Bears fans why why I'm the QB of the future. Um, and, you know, th- this is this is a very good chance to do it. Um, you know, everybody's going to be watching, like you mentioned. Um, and, you know, th- they're going to we're going to be on the road. Um, so, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens. But, um, yeah, I'm fully expecting the offense to show out. Um, I know we said that the last couple of weeks, um, but, and, and it hasn't happened. But um, it's another opportunity to, to um, you know, look, make the offense look as good as, you know, we, we were all expecting it to in the offseason. Right. And the last few weeks, I mean, to be honest, there were reasonable excuses. I mean, week one, you talk about, okay, not playing in the preseason and, uh, you know, just that second year in the offense, how it would work. And then week two, it's like, okay, you go to Denver, tough place to win. So there is, you know, reasonable excuses for those two games. But coming here week three, there are no more excuses. If you don't show up, then you just don't show up. There's nothing else to say about it. So like you mentioned, it it is absolutely the time for uh, Mitch to silence the haters and show who he really is. I mean, really, the the whole offense as well. I mean, we saw a glimpse of David Montgomery last week, I think. Uh, I said he was running the ball well. I mean, the stats don't pop out. It's a nice day when he has 18 carries, 62 yards, and a touchdown, which is a nice day. But, you know, just watching the game, just the way he runs, man, he just looks like a future star. So what do you make of David Montgomery in this one? 
I absolutely think he needs to touch the ball 20 plus times in this game. Um, I, I think we have to, you know, keep the offense balanced. Um, and, you know, especially if, if you know, I, I don't want to, I know I'm the villain of this show, but, um, you know, if, if, if Mitch doesn't play well, um, we're going to need to get something going just to, you know, make life easier on him. Um, but yeah, I'm expecting another good game from, from David Montgomery. Um, you know, you, you can just, you can just see the talent, uh, you know, with every carry that he, that he gets. Um, so, you know, David Montgomery, I'm expecting, I want to say 21 carries, um, we'll go with 109 yards and a touchdown. Okay. So you got him over a hundred. Yeah. I mean, there, there's no excuses again, not to, I mean, this Redskins defense rush defense is not very good. Uh, they could not hold up against Ezekiel Elliott last week. Um, they did an okay job of stopping the Eagles in week one, but I think the main thing you look at is the downfield threat. Week one, the Washington Redskins played the Philadelphia Eagles, and they actually had them up 17-0, and everyone was looking at that game like, what the hell is going on? What's up with Washington? And then in the second half, two, like, 30-plus-yard touchdowns from Carson Wentz to Deshaun Jackson. So you can clearly tell that although this is a Washington team that uh, acquired Landon Collins, still has Josh Norman, they still have liabilities there in the secondary. So that just tells me that this is where we take those deep shots to Taylor Gabriel, and this is where we take those, uh, you know, seam routes to Anthony Miller and Trey Burton. So I think this game for sure is where Matt Nagy's going to air it out because last week, like we mentioned on the recap podcast from Denver, it, it Matt Matt Nagy wasn't trying to air it out at, at all. I mean, they only attempted, I, I want to say, two or three passes of over 20 yards, and one of those being uh, the last play of the game. So this, I think, is where they come out, and they just fire away, man. I think Richard Trubisky is just going to have a, a field day uh, against the Washington Redskins. But, um, again, it just it needs to happen. And if it doesn't happen this week, then you could be talking, you know, some serious issues. Uh, so this, again, it, there's no better opportunity, right? Even if Mitchell Trubisky does what he does on a 12 o'clock game, you know, not everyone notices, but like we mentioned earlier, with everybody watching, you know, you kind of, you know, you didn't show up against the Packers with everybody watching. And now this is your chance to show up with everybody watching and, and change the narrative, change everybody's opinion. So huge, huge opportunity. Let's turn it over defensive side of the ball um you know the defense played well against denver I, I would say you know i think what happened was the altitude got to him they got tired and they allowed uh the broncos to march down the field a little bit late in that game but against case keenum who i believe jake called the statue uh what do you make of this defense going up against washington's offense yeah um yeah, i'm a huge fan of that of that nickname by uh by jake that, that that's a good one um that that represents case keenum pretty well um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm expecting the defense to do exactly what they do every single week. And that's go out there and ball out. Um, I think personally, we still have the best defense in the league and, um, you know, I, I, I expect them to be dominant again. Um, you know, the, the Redskins offensive line is not very good right now, especially without Trent Williams. Um, and, and, you know, like the nickname that, that Jake slapped on it, Case Keenum isn't very mobile. Um, you know, I'm expecting a lot of QB pressures. I'm expecting a lot of hurry throws um, and hopefully a few turnovers um, just to help the offense get their rhythm. 
Yeah, I think, you know, through two games, the Bears only have one uh, takeaway, which is something not a lot of people expected. But you mentioned it last week. They just look better, you know, and people are really struggling to move the ball on the Bears. And I don't know whether it's the blitz packages that Chuck Pagano's throwing in. But I think in this game is where we start to see that defense of last year with the turnovers. Uh, I think Khalil Mack is going to have a field day against this Washington Redskins O-line. And then the other thing you have to notice from an injury standpoint is that the Redskins don't have Darius Geis. Um, I don't know. I think it was an early round pick for them last year. Went out with an ACL injury. And then this year, he came back, was supposed to be healthy, and went down. So they'll be starting Adrian Peterson, a guy who the Bears are very familiar with. Uh, but he is old and, and a lot slower. So the Bears, you know, should be able to stop Adrian Peterson and allow uh, Case Keenum to throw the ball. And if that's happening, you know, that's pretty much a recipe for success. This is not the Case Keenum of 2017 with the Vikings. Uh, This is a totally different dude. Uh, Positional matchups. Let's go into those. Probably the biggest one. I mean, there's a whole bunch, but, you know, Josh Norman is advertised as, you know, one of the top corners in the league. He's really, I would say, declined uh, since, he got that big contract with the Redskins, but he'll probably be matched up with Allen Robinson. We saw Chris Harris last week, uh, you know, shut down Allen Robinson for the most part. You know, Trubisky wasn't really targeting him throughout the game. Harris had uh, Robinson blanketed pretty much. So um, what do you make of uh, Josh Norman versus Allen Robinson on the outside there, that big matchup? Josh Norman, you know, he he's... I really don't think he's been that good of a corner throughout his career, aside from maybe a year, a year and a half. Um, I I don't think he's a very good corner anymore. Um, And I'm fully expecting Allen Robinson to to do well on him. As long as Mitch Trubisky does his job, I think Allen Robinson will be able to do his job. Um, I I think Allen Robinson gets the better of Josh Norman. Um, I, I I really see a long night for Josh Norman, if I'm being honest. Um, Allen Robinson is just far too talented, um, for a guy like Josh Norman, in my opinion. And these might sound like strong words, um, but you know, Allen Robinson to start off this season looked very impressive. Um, I know he, he didn't really do too much last week. Um, but he was open a couple times where Mitch either didn't see him or just then just or decided just not to throw to him. Um, but you know, Al Robinson's been getting open, and, and if if you're paying attention, you know he he definitely looks like arguably a top ten receiver in this league. That's how talented and and how well I think he looks. So I, I'm expecting him to win that matchup. Yep. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, we've been talking up Allen Robinson all offseason and through these first two games, he's really showed up. I mean, the stats, again, don't pop out uh, in Denver with Chris Harris on him. But I mean, just to get open on that final play and the awareness to get down uh, right to the ground so the Bears could have one second to kick that field goal. It's just a veteran move. And, and, you know, every time the ball goes up and it's Allen Robinson one on one coverage, I'm just confident Allen Robinson's coming down with the football. I mean, that's just how good he is on those jump balls. Uh, He's a very good route runner. So Again, I, you mentioned it. I don't think it's too much of an issue. Uh, Josh Norman is is highly overrated, I would say. And, you know, there's people who still want to regard him as a top corner, but he really hasn't proven that too much. And, you know, I just mentioned it earlier, Landon Collins, uh, right? They acquired him, gave him big money to be the safety over there in Washington. And he hasn't really showed up too much in the first two games. So, again, expect the Bears to attack deep. Uh, let's do another positional battle. The Bears 
D-line versus the Redskins O-line. Again, you mentioned without Trent Williams, um, you know, Khalil Mack, only one sack on the year, but he does lead the league in QB pressures. So he's been getting after the quarterback, just hasn't been finishing the job. And we mentioned last time, Leonard Floyd, man, looks like he has burst onto the scene. What do you make of that? I also, real quick, Balao Nichols is out, and uh, that that is important. So we'll be seeing a lot of Nick Williams and Roy Robertson-Harris, but what do you like uh, Barry's front seven versus that Redskins O-line? It's going to sound like I'm, I'm just being biased, you know, on this episode, but I, I'm expecting the Bears to be dominant in the trenches. Um, you know, the, the, like I like I just said maybe five, ten minutes ago, I, I mean, I, I think the Bears are the best defense in the league. Um, I, I, I just don't see um, the Redskins offensive line having any success in this game. Uh, Khalil Mack, Leonard Floyd, um, Akeem Hicks, Roy Robertson, Harris, Nick Williams, Aaron Lynch, all these guys, I think I think they're going to find themselves a lot of success in this game. Um, and I, I just see, I just, I think they're in for a long night, uh, along with Case Keenum. And um, that that's all there is to say for me. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, the Bears have allowed fewer than 20 points in six consecutive games dating back to last season. I mean, that's incredible. You know, under 20 points in six consecutive games is is really, really impressive. Um, so I think, again, we mentioned this. I think on the season prediction podcast, I had the Bears getting a defensive touchdown in this game. And I, I could still see that being likely. But... Uh, there is some interesting things to note about the defense, and that is injuries. Uh, Eddie Jackson listed as questionable. Um, uh, we'll pull up the rest of the injury sheet right there, but w- have you been reading anything else about that? You know, it's really strange because we're kind of unaware of uh, what's going on with Eddie Jackson. He didn't do anything I don't believe in the Broncos game, but he was limited all throughout the week, and now he's officially listed as questionable. Do you think Eddie plays, or what's going on with that? Yeah, um, I I think I read it was yesterday on Twitter that the fact that he finished the game against Denver uh, was a good sign moving forward and that uh, he should be able to go on Monday. Um, I, I don't think it's too serious from everything that I've been reading, uh, and I'm, I'm, I sure am hoping that's the case. Um, but yeah, as far as Eddie Jackson goes, I, I think he'll be fine. I think he'll be ready to go, um, and I'm, you know, I'm expecting him to, to have a good game as well. Um, and yeah, I mean, but we know Bilal Nichols is out. Um, Matt Nagy said he doesn't feel like um, the IR is necessary for him. Um, but, yeah, Nick Williams, um, you know, we've seen flashes of him. I think he's going to step in and, and do a good job as well. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I don't think the injuries are a concern, uh, knock on wood, you know, as of yet. Uh, and I hope it, it could, you know, stays that way. Yeah, Nick Williams just liked our our Bears Nation tweet on Twitter. We were we were shouting him out, so he's ready to go. He's ready to get after it. Uh, more yeah. injury news: Trey Burton is questionable, but he was also questionable last week. He ended up playing against the Broncos in the altitude, so I assume he'll be out there this week. What do you think about that? Yeah, Trey Burton is most likely gonna play unless there's a, a you know major setback that comes out of nowhere. 
But yeah, he played last week um, and it was questionable. So I don't see any reason why he wouldn't. Yeah, he was limited throughout practice all week. So it's likely that he comes out and play. And we, and we, we, we just saw how different that offense was. I mean, it, sure, did they put out you know huge numbers? No, but they were at least doing something with Trey Burton on the field. And we mentioned it in the in the recap podcast about how his some of his most value comes from him being a decoy. So even if he is out there, uh, it, it's so it might solely be for that reason. But even then, I would like to see them you know target Trey Burton a little bit more down the seam like they did last year. I think they'll do that. Um, and then one last, well, first of all, Kyle Long is questionable, but I mean this guy is is questionable very often and he usually ends up playing he did not practice on saturday um today but do you think how long plays i mean again he's a guy who's been hampered with injuries all the time and it seems like there's oftentimes he's questionable and he ends up playing because he's, he's just a gritty guy who wants to get on the field what do you think about that yeah uh you know kyle like you said i feel like kyle long is on the injury sheet almost every week um like yeah. I, it's just it's just a common thing um, and, and, you know, he, he does end up playing uh, more times than not. So, um, you know, I, I'm not worried about Kyle Long at all. Um, he's, he's always been one of the tough guys uh, on this Bears team. So, yeah, I, I think Kyle Long will end up playing as well. Yeah, I would agree. And now we go into the last one that is just really a shocker. I mean, Eddie Pinheiro is listed as questionable for Monday Night Football with a right knee injury. Apparently, he hurt himself in the weight room. Uh, not sure how that happens. He was limited on Saturday uh, it's just weird, man. What do you think about Eddie P being questionable? And, you know, let's just say he does not play. What would the Bears do in that situation? I mean, they're, they're not going to bring anybody on right now. So you go into Monday without a kicker. What does the team do? Uh, I mean, this is the most Bears thing that, that could have happened. Um, we, we finally feel like we have our kicker and then he gets a freak injury out of nowhere. Um, I think it was I think he picked it up this morning, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. I, it was in today's practice, I think. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it, it all happens a couple of days before the game. So, um, it, it's very unfortunate. Um, as far as what they do on Monday, I, I mean, I, I don't really know what they can do. Um, I don't know if maybe someone on the team has had prior kicking experience um, dating back to maybe high school or college. Or, I mean, maybe... I. Maybe Pat O'Donnell. I, I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm not really sure what they can do. Um, but if they, I mean, do you think it's possible they, they just sign a kicker just for, you know, this game? Do you think that's that's something that, that we can see happen? See, that just that just seems insane, man. I mean, yeah. look, I think if Eddie P was ruled out, then you might see that happen. But the fact that he's questionable, where it's one of those things you don't know, you don't want to just bring in another guy real quick and drop somebody, and then, oh, ADP ends up playing. So yeah. I, I don't think that'll happen. But, look, I, I'm just going to go out there and say I don't really think it's necessary for him to be out there against the Redskins. I, I really think the Bears are going to pour it on. And I think, you know, this is a game where the Bears are going to score touchdowns, all right? They're not going to need the field goal kicker. You might need them for the extra points, but hey, just go for two. Or like you mentioned, maybe maybe Pat O'Donnell can kick a 30 a thirty yard extra point. I'm not exactly sure, but if I had to make a prediction, I I think he would play um, and just hope that the offense is, is really thriving and getting touchdowns so he doesn't have to be out there kicking 50 yarders to win the game. Hopefully that's not, hopefully we won't go through that stress against the Redskins on Monday night. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, let's hope. Um, let's do our official predictions for this game. Look, we talked about the recap podcast. I don't know if we want to do numbers anymore. We, we've been doing numbers with Trubisky, throwing out all these things, and uh, we got to keep making excuses. But, you know, just overall team expectations, you can give us a score. What do you think about this one? Bears, Redskins, Monday night. I said this last week to a certain degree, um, but I think this is the week that the Bears come out and, you know, prove themselves as contenders, not only in the division, but in the conference and maybe in the entire league. Um, you know, we we – the defense is incredible. We've mentioned that time and time again. Um, do we just need the offense just to do a little bit? We're not asking the offense to to put up insane numbers. Um, they just have to do enough to help the defense out. Just 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 get just get the wins, man. Just get the wins and and look competent on offense. Um, and I'm expecting the Bears to do that against a not so good Washington Redskins team. Um, I think I'm gonna go. I think I'm going to go 20 to 7 Bears. All right. I like it. Uh, you know, look, you mentioned it, right? And, and, and you said we know about the defense. And there are no questions. This is, you said it as well, the best defense in football. I would 100% agree. And the only thing that's lacking is the offense. And I made a prediction in the season's prediction episode. I said against this Redskins team is when the Bears are going to cement themselves as Super Bowl candidates. Right now, there's no one really putting them as Super Bowl content, uh, contenders right now because of the lack of offensive ability uh, through two games. So if they come out here and light it up, then you could be start talking about them as legit contenders and not just people inside of the Bears or as a Bears organization, but, you know, nationally people, you know, taking notice of the Bears. And again, I mentioned it three times already. It's, it's wonderful that it's national television because everybody will be watching everybody. It, it, they can absolutely change the narrative. And, and then you can say, oh, the first two weeks was simply because, you know, they're a little bit slow. They didn't start in the preseason. Uh, they just need a little bit of time to warm up. And then you can just pretty much put everything that was said in weeks one and two to rest if they come out here against Washington and absolutely light it up. And I think they will. Um, about Trubisky, we'll do a little bit more on that. You know, Matt Nagy said this quote today. He said, quote, everyone, in, everyone wants instant gratification, but there are QBs, one in particular in year two, his first four games, he had one touchdown, nine interceptions and 60% completion, but now looks like a Hall of Famer. Chris, I'm going to ask you, who do you think that quarterback is that Matt Nagy is referencing? Um, repeat it one more time. In year two, his first four games, he had one touchdown, nine interceptions, and a 60% completion rate, but now it looks like a Hall of Famer. He is still playing in the league. Who do you think it is? Uh, I'm going to say either Brady or Rodgers. Drew Brees. Drew Brees. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. you know, again, this is Matt Nagy defending Trubisky, just making the point that, look, you know, sometimes guys just get off to slow starts. And this is a great example. I mean, Drew Brees right now is one of the top quarterbacks in the league. Again, is is going to be a future Hall of Famer. I mean, he leads uh, NFL history in, in a few categories. It's, it's just incredible. So, you know, is I know I think your answer to this, but is this your make or break game for Trubisky here week three? I, I mean, I I just think there's we really don't have any other choice but to kind of view it as that just because, I mean, yeah, it, it's it's early in the season. Um, but, you know, the three games in, you know, the, this is the third game of the season. He, he should be like picking it up by now. I mean, if he if he has another absolute dud game. Um, then I, I think we have to seriously be worried. And I, like I said, I'm not I'm really not trying to be that guy that 
that uh, that nitpicks on, on everything he does. And and you know, I'm I'll always be the first one to give him credit if he plays well and, and you know admit I'm wrong. Um, but I I just we we just have to see something. You know, we we can't keep keep making the you know it's early excuse. It's it's you know it's his third year. Blah blah blah. I mean. Uh, I, I just I, I think we have to see him show out. I, it's just that this team is ready to win, um, and it needs a QB that, that that's going to get it going and and that's going to you know help the team achieve its goals of winning a Super Bowl. Yeah, Washington is allowing 455 yards per game. I know it's only been two games, but that is just not a great number. They're allowing 160 yards, 168 yards per game on the ground to opposing offenses. So this again, I mentioned it earlier. You mentioned it. This is the end of the excuses in this one. You, you really can't make excuses after week three here against Washington. There, there's nothing you can throw out there to defend him if he, if he you know, comes out there and, and doesn't show up. So I think we're, you know, we're both expecting him to do well. We're not going to throw out predictions, but I just expect him to have to, to, to score a touchdown. I'll say I expect him to score a touchdown at least. Um, we'll throw that out there because he does not have one so far uh, this year. But I think that just about wraps it up. Chris, do you have anything else you want to add about this game, positional matchups, anything else? I did want to bring up one thing. Um, I really hope Anthony Miller is more involved in this game. Um, I know we, we we talked highly of him during the offseason season. Um, and, you know, I, I he's just so damn talented. I think you have to have to get him into the game plan somehow. I mean, he, he's just such a good player um, and he's going to be matched up most likely against Aaron Colvin. Um, they're the Redskins uh, second cornerback. Um, and, you know, I, I, I'm expecting him to do his job. I'm, I'm expecting him to be open a lot. Um, and, you know, like we've been like the main focus of this entire podcast has been it's you know Mitch Trubisky just doing his job if he does his job I think Anthony Miller will show out um and, and I really really hope they get him involved yeah you make a good point there it was actually kind of strange last week after the game Anthony Miller put like a weird quote on his Instagram story and you know it seems like he was I think he's just frustrated that he's just not getting the ball he's not getting targeted so you'd love to See that change because all offseason, you know, we were talking about second year improvement. Who are our top picks for, you know, the second year breakout players? And pretty much every one of us were talking about Anthony Miller as that guy, and we just haven't seen it yet. But we know he has the talent. You know, that, that's not a question. He showed it last year, and he showed he's just an exceptional route runner, a guy who can make all the plays. He just hasn't been given the opportunities. It's not the fact that he's not catching the ball, he's not even getting targets. So Chris makes a great point there about getting Anthony Miller involved. I, I also mentioned earlier, I want to see Taylor Gabriel involved. I think this is the game where they take deep shots. You know how they love to do it every once in a while. They go 40-plus yards to Taylor Gabriel on the outside, let him make a play. Um, but, it, it, again, it should be Dave Montgomery 20-plus times on the ground, and it should be the Bears taking shots deep downfield. I think that's exactly what you expect from this offense, those two things, deep shots downfield and, you know, a steady run game with Montgomery. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think I think that's the recipe for success. Um, I mean, deep shots against – a pretty weak secondary um and then you know running the ball with with one of our more talented players on offense i i think um that that's the way we're gonna have to go about it and if we do that i i think the bears win this game yes sir so we're both taking the bears uh chris has got the win 20 to 7 i got this one man give it to me 42 to 10 that was okay. my prediction for the season's prediction it was my prediction from the season prediction episode so i'm keeping it again there's no reason 
that this team should not put up 42 points against the Washington Redskins. They allowed 30-something to the Eagles week one, 31 to the Dallas Cowboys in week two. Uh, Case Keenum, the statue, is going to be throwing the ball to Kyle Fuller and Prince Ukamura all dang day. Uh, but, yeah, that just about wraps it up. We're going to hit you guys with a recap episode of this game, I believe, on Monday. Uh, so we hope you guys enjoy the game. Make sure to drop a like, a subscription on our podcast website. Drop a comment. Let us know what you think. Chris, uh, let, let's let's hope, baby. Let's hope Trubisky finally shows out. Bear down, baby. We got to get this dub 2-1-1 um, and one, uh, heading back home against uh, Minnesota. So let's just hope. Yeah, I think this is the start of the momentum roll. And, you know, we talked about uh, getting to, I think, 5-1 and one before the bye week or 4-1 and one before the bye week. This uh, is definitely one of those games where you can start that momentum roll. So, all right, uh, great episode. Chris, we'll talk to you on Monday. Peace out, man. All right, brother. Bear down. Welcome.